Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor for Bold Women in Business and a Few Brave Men. We are kicking off an amazing new season in so many great ways. Now, I don't just mean it because we're moving into the spring, because this is the first day of spring, people. I don't just mean it for that. I don't just mean it because it's International Women's Month, it's Social Workers Month, it's Awesome March. I don't just mean it for all those ways. I mean it because it's 2018 and you are in the season of your harvest, which is clearly the space where there is work to do. So a lot of people assume that when you're in harvest, it's just this abundance of overflow, of opportunity and possibility, and you can run and grow in it, right? Well, that's true. There's a lot of truth to that. It's also work time. When you think about real harvest, and we've talked about this before on the show, you have to go out, put on your gloves, roll your sleeves up, and now you got to pull up all that possibility and that opportunity and weed out those things that are trying to strangle some of your possibility and your opportunity. And in order to go out and do it, you have to be in a space where you're not overwhelmed by the very thing that you asked for. You asked for all of these blessings. You asked for all of this success. You asked for this possibility. You asked to participate in these opportunities. So don't be overwhelmed by everything you asked for and then go and hide. That is a spirit of unbelief. That is a spirit of faithlessness. That is a spirit of doubt. And you do not need any of those spirits surrounding you and strangling your destiny. So I wanted to put that out. And I think it ties us right into this amazing conversation that we are about to have with this really incredible woman. Kristen Iris is so phenomenal. So first, let me back up. Before I even like give you the, the debrief on her bio and her pedigree and how amazing she is and all that good stuff from like what's on paper, she reached out with boldness, which you know I love because this is all about bold women and a few brave men. Like, you know, it's all about you guys. She reached out with boldness and was like, hey, lady, I've been following you. I've been watching you. I'm paying attention. And I like what you're talking about. You know, sometimes we get the spirit of boldness when we're angry, but we don't always use it when we're excited about something to seize the opportunity. And in the midst of all these campaigns she's on and, you know, sharing her brand and showing herself and her awesomeness and showing up, because I follow her too. How about that? She was in a space of like, listen, I'm not going to wait for someone to reach out to me. I'm going to make it clear that I have a voice and I'm going to be heard. And although I'm already doing a lot of great things, I want the world to know at every possible angle that I can get them to with balance and with grace, the grace of herself, using her own voice and doing it in her way. So I had to giggle a little bit when I saw Kristen's email come through because I'm like, hey, this name looks familiar as soon as I saw it because I have been following her too for at least four or five months, if not longer. And sometimes to my point, you guys don't know who's watching you as well. And you need to pay attention that everything you do, it really matters. You're inspiring people. You're admired by people. You're also in a space of a lot of responsibility of making sure that you are always authentic. Even when you're not feeling good, be authentic about it. Like, hey guys, I'm doing a vlog today and I don't feel good, but I showed up anyway. You don't have to smile a bright smile if that's not how you're feeling, although a little bit of smile is proven to help you change your chemistry in your brain, but that's the neural nerd in me, so we'll talk about that another time. You can just move into a space of, listen, 
this is who I am on this Wednesday afternoon or this Thursday morning or whatever the case is, but I showed up to give you the value anyway, and I pray that you take it with blessings and with grace and you move forward, but be mindful that I'm human. And you don't necessarily have to say it, but that's you showing up in your truth when you just show up and participate in everything that you ask for. So I was so incredibly tickled and excited when this beautiful, beautiful young woman who I think, I want to ask her because I think she's mixed with Black and Puerto Rican, but I'm going to find that out today for you. Um, but I saw her, I was like, oh, I got to get this girl on the show. I'm so excited to talk. And we were able to work it out. Her schedule was crazy. My schedule was crazy. And we moved mountains to make this happen. So let me introduce you to Kristen Iris. She's a creativity mentor and speaker, and she's phenomenal, y'all. I told you I have been watching her. She's super socially conscious, and she's here for all of the creatives of color who are clearing their way of all of the oppressiveness and the conditions and belief issues that were holding them back. And she's making sure that they're aware that they can create their own paradigm shift in their creative work as well as their lives. Kristen's mission, whether it's mentoring, writing, or speaking, is to challenge and break down all oppressive power dynamics and systems by inspiring and igniting black and brown creatives into their greatness and their capacity to make great change in the world. Do you see why I like her? Okay, enough said. Kristen, welcome to Balance Boldly. How are you, my darling? I'm amazing. And that was quite the intro. My goodness. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You know, I'm excited. And you know, we were talking before the show about how much alignment there is that I think both of us would be aware just by literally just kind of following each other and seeing the messages that show up. But when we were in communication just a few minutes before, it was like, yep, yeah, that's my girl. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is a good fit. It's a really good fit. <laughs> exactly. This is a good thing. So tell all of the Balanced Bowley listeners that are new to you, that are moving into your community, your tribe, and in your space, let them know who you are, why you're here, and what you're doing to change the game. Oh, all right. Who I am. <laughs> As you said, I am Chris Nyers. I'm a creativity mentor. I'm a visionary. I am a writer, a speaker, um, I creative myself, obviously. And to answer your question, I am half Black American and half um, Afro-Latina, half Black Puerto Rican. Um, so that's a, a little bit of my cultural background, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> I knew it, so, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I did say, I, I do have that somewhere on my website, but yes, I am, I am Black and I am half Puerto Rican. So I really focus on black and brown creatives any gender identity doesn't matter but really helping them to uncover first uncover and then dismantle the old oppressive conditionings and beliefs the limiting uh, that can be phrases like your limiting beliefs or limiting thoughts mm -hmm. it's the same thing your limiting thoughts are things that are oppressing you they're things that are keeping you from sharing your voice keeping you from being who you are keeping you from really fully expressing your creativity fully expressing your experience, fully showing up in the world the way that you want, even fully pursuing the goals that you have. Yeah. So I help you to dismantle that so that you can create that paradigm shift in your creative work, in your life, and also in your relationships, really in all areas of your life. But because I work with creatives, I tend to um, put it in the, in the scope of this is how this is going to help your creative work. And I mean, I think that's something that is so powerful because people of color have such 
rich and powerful voices and in our society they're often silenced or erased or dismissed and i my goal like i said it is changing is changing the game by getting our voices more amplified by getting us more in who we really are instead of trying to prove who we're not because society is telling us one thing or prove that we're something that people aren't seeing it's like show up as you are show up in the truth of who you are and express that creatively in your relationships in your life i love that on so many levels so for anyone who's questioning like what what's the definition to, to you in a in a layman term of an oppressive condition uh, or a limiting belief that you feel is blocking a lot of creatives, a lot of problem solvers who may not be traditional creatives, but they're creating solutions, um, which is where I fall. Like I can't paint, I can't sing, I can't dance, but I'm a designer of solutions. Mm -hmm. Like that's my creativity. So yes. I fit right into that. And when you think about limiting beliefs and oppressive conditions, what are some of the things that your clients are experiencing and that you yourself has even dealt with that you've had to kind of break through that to literally quote unquote, pun intended, shake the shame and just make mountains move. What, what are some of those things for you? Yes. Oh, and actually first in what you said about how you're not a painter, you're not this, you're not that, but you make creative solutions. That's actually a really important point because yeah. creative is a broad term and it's intentionally broad. Creative is not my definition. It is the person's definition. If you feel like you're a creative person, if you, you identify as a creative, whether you are doing your creative work right now or not, because a lot of times we're not doing it mm -hmm. because of something else that is blocking us, then you are creative and you are someone who can really benefit from this. I mean, anyone can benefit from the work, but really benefit from this in terms of getting your creative, uh, getting into your creativity and getting into your creative flow. So I love there's so many things that can be blocking us. Um, for women, it can be the, all the, the, the numerous ideas of who you're supposed to be as a woman, who you're supposed to be as a black woman, who you're supposed to be as an Indian woman, who you're supposed to be as a queer woman. And the same thing for men. Think about for men and like the whole macho thing is like, I have to be a certain way or I'm going to be labeled this. People see me a certain way, so I have to try and not be that because of whatever stigma or whatever idea. And I mean, some of the things that come up are like, I have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfectionism is one that comes up is um, like broke mentality is, I mean, broke mentality kind of comes up for everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Perfectionism really comes up for everybody too. Um, but there are like, I think a big one is like being silenced. Yeah. Is this, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to speak. People don't want to hear your voice people aren't going to see you for who you are. And I think especially for people of color, that is um, especially prominent more so than the white population mm -hmm. because, and it, and it does happen with the white population too. It happens with everybody because there is a certain societal image of black people, of Indian people, of Asian people. And there is a lot of times a stigma. There's a lot of times a stereotype, a lot of times judgments that people have or a, pre, this is a made up word, a pre idea, <laughs> a pre idea of who you are or what your background is or um, your level of intelligence based on the color of your skin or your cultural background. And all of that is BS. Yeah. Yeah. All of that is BS. Um, but it is something that we still have to contend with in the greater world that we live in. And so 
navigating that is like, how do you navigate not letting those things control you while still understanding that this is sometimes how people are, are going to see you and you could still show up as you are? Yeah, I think you you raised a lot of points, um, including making up words. I love to make up words all the time. I just uh, <laughs> I just call them Nikitaism. Like I totally made up that word, so we're just going to call it an ism. Hundred um, <laughs> percent with you, which is I think that other end of creativity that just kind of comes out of the the universal need for me to want to design something, um, <laughs> including new words. But you make a good point. Like there is this societal image. You make a lot of good points, but one of them in particular to your latter point these images that we see of what it looks like to be a black woman in leadership or an Indian woman in leadership or a, a woman in business period or, you know, whatever the case is. And there's this particular framing that goes around it that I think, unfortunately, a lot of people will say the right things and they'll say like, oh yeah, I can, I congratulate your culture for making waves. I congratulate you for being the icon of, you know, the, the person who's going to stand in the front of the line and make ways for everyone else to be it. They say the right things, but when they really have an opportunity to build with those people, to partner with those people, their fear of the stereotype that has come along with our culture as black and brown people prevents them from really embracing. And one of the examples I've, I'll give without, um, completely putting them on blast is recently because I'm good for doing that um, <laughs> recently I was investing in another business um, and you know I'm an investor so that that's what I do I obviously I have my core business and I'm totally focused on that but part of my ability to share my gift is making sure that I'm able to share it in all different ways, including investing in others. Sometimes it's investing time, sometimes it's investing money, sometimes it's investing both. Um, but regardless, so I was a part of this particular company that I was an investor and I was investing a lot of time, especially compared to the amount of time that I originally said I would invest. So, you know, when you equate that to dollars, you think like, oh, I said I was going to invest a thousand dollars and then it turns into five thousand dollars. You start to pay attention, right? Like, hey, where's all this money going? I, you know, that's not what I said I would do. And they're not taking it from you. It's you giving it. But one of the reasons that I invested so much time in this particular example was because I was told by this group of non-black and brown people, hey, like we can handle you we can handle all of you. So bring it. Like we want all everything that is the blessing and the consequence of your gift because it'll help our group, you know, survive and, and do not just survive because that's a little ego. That's a lot of ego right there. It will help us thrive and go to the, uh, go to the next level. So I said, okay, it's not a lot of people that can handle all of Nikita now. Like, <laughs> you know, there's, a, there's a lot because I don't fit in any box. There's the black part of me that might subscribe to certain things when I'm feeling a certain emotion. And then there's mm -hmm. the part of me that you will never be able to relate to because you were expecting me to react a certain way. And I totally shook your world by not giving it to you in the way that you were preparing yourself to receive it. Um, and I mean that on every level, when I'm angry, when I'm upset, when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm being in my creative flow, like all of it. So um, them saying it was one thing, but when it came time for all of Nikita to show up and challenge them to do better, to do different, to be better, they couldn't handle it. And a lot of it was because of the stereotype that they had appointed to who I, who they thought I would be, being the only person of color on, in this entire group, right? 
Um, so I think to your point, there's a, a lot that goes with that, that leans into the oppression, the problems, the challenges. And then it could have been really easy for me to just kind of subscribe to that. Like, oh, yes. well, you know, this is how they like, see okay, me. Okay, let me conform. Right. So this is who I should be. And to your point and what you're teaching and what you've experienced is, heck no, like that is not what you're supposed, that's the very opposite of what you're supposed to do. So I, I really applaud you for taking that on because that's, it's challenging, but it's especially it challenging. challenging for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. So I'm curious too, Kristen, like with you specifically choosing to work with black and brown people who are dealing with limiting beliefs and a lot of, um, I think all people justify behaviors, right? Like, oh, why don't you get up early in the morning? Why do you go to bed so late? You know, whatever the case is, you'll justify it with a reason that is really an excuse. So I'm assuming that you're, you're dealing with some justifications that you have to break through before you can even get to the real limiting belief that they have, what, like, what have you found as a part of that process? And I'm talking across, cause you, you talk about it. Like I do work, life, relationships, business, like what are some of the things, the justifications that you have to break through before they'll even be honest about what is the true limiting belief that's holding them back? Oh yeah. It's so here's the thing. There's something I like to say, which is that mindset can be a bandaid on a bullet wound. Mm. Say it again, girl. <laughs> Mindset can be a band-aid on a bullet wound. Love it. And the reason for that is because we, um, we have these like surface thoughts. Okay. So mm -hmm. let's say you go, you go, you have a project that you want to start or a project that you're working on that you want to, that you really want to dive into and take to the next level, but you're mm -hmm. kind of, you're kind of holding yourself back. You're like, oh, but I'm trying to set up these things and I'm trying to do that and I want to make sure these things are in place first or whatever it is, whatever like excuses, that's your surface stuff. Okay, that's your, your surface thoughts, the things that you're picking out of the world around you that seems practical and it seems logical and it seems rational, but it's all crap. <laughs> so when someone's there and they start like after a while of like not taking the action you want or it's like a feeling in them that's like something here is not moving. Mm. Like I'm feeling stuck. I'm feeling stuck in this relationship or I'm feeling stuck in this situation or like I want to move forward with this project. But uh, another one is I don't know where to start. That's also crap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. First of all, you can figure out where to start. If you actually don't know where to start, you can figure out where to start. But right. it's not that you don't know how to don't know where to start. It's that you are there's something else going on. Mm -hmm. So the surface thoughts are crap. What's underneath that is usually some kind of fear or shame or something else. And then underneath that is where did that come from? And right. so when people come to me and they're like, oh, well, I, you know, like, I, I feel like I just don't have time or I don't have the support. And I'm like, that's, and, and usually I can like actually feel it. Like, like I'll actually kind of feel it in my body. I'm like, that's not it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's not what's going on for you. I'm like, what is going on when you actually sit down to do like, since I work with creatives, like sit down to work on your creative project. And they're like, well, when I make the time for it, X, Y, and Z, this is what happens. Um, but then it gets to a point and that's the part where we're starting to get a little bit more truth. Yeah. But then it gets to a point that I stop. Then it gets to a point that, that I, you know, these other things come up. Now that's not true. But the, then it comes to a point, that's the point 
where you need to pause and be like, okay, what's really going on for me here? Because it's not that I don't have time. It's not that I don't have money. It's not that I don't know how. It's not that I don't have the support. Not saying support isn't important because it is. Mm -hmm. But that's the point where you are starting to stop yourself or where you're not taking action when you know you should. That is the place to say, what's really going on for me here? Yeah. And your first answer is not going to be the deeper answer, but it's going to be a pathway to it. Yeah. You know, it's going to be like, okay, am I feeling fear? Am I feeling shame? Am I feeling... Uh, anxious? Am I feeling nervous? Am I worried about what people are going to think? That's a lot of times um, one of the limiting beliefs. But all of that, when we start digging deeper and going underneath, is about something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, why do you care what people think? I mean, we're socialized to care what people think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but I like women, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And so when you start digging into that, you start looking at how was I socialized by society, by culture, by my family and upbringing, possibly by religion, if you grew up in a religious household, um, by past relationships and interactions. Like, what are the things that imprinted on me and have led me that I have internalized that are now leading and directing my actions or my inaction? Yeah, And if you're not digging into that, if you're just like, oh, this is my thought. Oh, like, uh, I'm, I'm nervous or I want it to be perfect. You're like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Hit send. Or it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm putting it out there. That's great. You're taking action. That's right. But you're always going to keep contending with that perfectionism. Mm-hmm. You're never really dismantling it because you're not getting into the deeper down, like really deep rooted stuff from years ago that is fueling that perfectionism in the first place. And Mm -hmm. perfectionism, first of all, is based in fear anyway. So it's perfectionism, then it's fear is underneath that. And then what's fueling that fear is all the other crap underneath it that you have to dig out. Yeah. And then, and then dismantle, dig out and then dismantle. So what has your, and I agree with you a whole heartedly and like, totally like you're, you're right in my, my lane all the way. And with that, when you have someone who's like listening to the show now and it's like, yep, that's me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I like, I know my surface, like I know my stuff. Like I know how ridiculous I get when I give a quick answer, which really isn't the answer is the safe one, but I know it's layers underneath of that, but I'm so busy. I'm, you know, I got this job. I got this business. I got both. I'm, I'm also a leader inside my nine to five. And then I have family or I'm dating or trying to have a dating life, you know, whatever the case is. Um, and, you know, still make it to a manly and petty so I can look halfway for presentable once a year like whatever the case is when you have someone who's listening and they're dealing with their stuff but they're like they don't they don't have a mentor they don't have an advisor they might not even have a real support system because the reality is a lot of the people that are around us where we kind of kept there because they were safe and they were comfortable and they might have been cheerleaders for us at one time. They might've been the, the get along, ride along gang at one time, but now they're just there because we got history, you know, like everybody has a person like, yeah, you know, we just got history. We've been ride or for 15 years. Like, no, you haven't. You were ride or the first two years, but you've really just been in each other's contact book for the last yes. 13 on top of that. Yeah, I got some people like that. Right? I think I'm like, like, they're so cool. They're good people. I'm like, but 
Right. I'm like, they're not really, they're not, they're not in the same place that I am anymore. <laughs> exactly. Which is and that's okay. okay. And that's okay. <laughs> exactly. It's totally okay. Um, and with that, but they're listening to us right now and they're like, wait a minute, like, hey, you know, there's, there's some stuff going on here. I do have uh, perfectionism paralyze me, you know, and uh, the other high achievers that I might have around me are like, oh, it's, you know, it's okay to be perfectionistic. It's, you know, it's fine. Because again, I think you can make anything work for you, right? Like I believe in mm-hmm. folding or fixing your flaws, like make it work or get rid of it. Like one, you know, make a choice to your point, m- move with some action on it. But they're listening and they're like, you know, I have all these limited beliefs. I have these layers, like Kristen and Nikita are saying, I'm dealing with my stuff, but I'm really just not sure what's, what's the most important thing for me to do? Because there are so many places I can start. And you, you and I both know, Kristen, as creatives, that's the biggest issue. When you're so good at so many things, choosing the one is like, oh my God, like it's like pulling teeth because you're like, wait, but what if I start with blogging, but it's really podcasting? What if I start with podcasting, but it's really blogging? What if I do blogging, but it's really speaking? What if, you know, like you go down the rabbit hole of all the things that you really could crush every single one of them. Yeah, you can crush them all. <laughs> yeah, and, and do it well. But then you get stuck in that kind of paralyzed state of like not doing because you're afraid to do the wrong thing. And I think to your point, a lot of people do the same thing with their limiting beliefs. They're like, well, I got shame. I got worth issues. I got fear. I got this. I got that. But which one do I, I raise my hand to someone and say, hey, I need help with that. And, and I'm asking for the kind of help that can help me make room. And I know that you have groups and and incubators and accelerators and things just like I do. So I know that you offer that support as well, but sometimes they just want to introduce themselves to you, but they're afraid because of their perfectionism to even ask you for the right thing. So like, what would you tell people to raise their hand and say, just look at this first and then reach out to me. You know what I mean? So, well, the first thing that I would tell people to do in general, like if you're listening to this and you're like, Ooh, that sounds like me. I think I have deeper stuff that I haven't been paying attention to mm-hmm. is pause, mm-hmm. pause mm-hmm. and take a breath mm-hmm. and then take like five more deep breaths <laughs> because we are so disconnected from our bodies mm-hmm. and our bodies hold a wealth of wisdom below our minds, which are up here in our skull. Right. Okay. So when you take a breath and you pause and feel into your body, you can tune more deeply into yourself. And what is it that you really feel? And what is it that you really need? And the question of like, do I go here, here, here? Believe me, I have had guys, I have had that question where I'm like, I don't know which way to go. And to be completely honest, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The reason I didn't know which way to go was because I wasn't trusting myself. Right. Because I was disconnected from my own from my own truth and I was disconnected from like I had built this distrust with myself because of my my history um in particular like in a in a past relationship. So I had this broken trust with myself and I was like I don't know I don't know which way to go. That's not your problem. <laughs> That's not your problem. All of those things if it's shame, if it's perfectionism, if it's fear, if it's all of those things, those are really circus things anyway. They're all connected yeah, and they're all based in something deeper. And so what you really need to do is pause and breathe and connect into yourself and connect into your actual physical body and start asking yourself, what do I feel right now? Like what's going on for me? Because 
when you start getting a little bit more tuned into like, okay, well, where does the shame come from? And that's an easy question to ask. You may not get an answer right away, mm -hmm. but it's a question. It's a quick question to ask yourself is to tune in and be like, okay, I'm afraid. Okay. What am I afraid of? Where does this fear come from? I feel shame. Where does the shame come from? I am being a perfectionist. Okay. Why does this have to be perfect? What would it mean if it's not? And right. just start making some of those inquiries for yourself. And that's just going to start kind of peeling away the surface a little bit and scratching away the surface. So you can start seeing a little bit more of like what's underneath because there's so much of a wealth of experiences and messages and ideas that we have had in our past that um, informs our experience in the now and our experience going forward. And so if you're feeling stuck and, and you're starting to scratch that surface, then you can be like, all right, I know that I want to clear this stuff mm -hmm. and I'm going to reach out for help. Now, here's the truth. Some people don't want to clear it. And people love their Say excuses. It. Say it. People love their excuses. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I noticed. Um, I, I used to teach yoga mm -hmm. and it's something that happens in yoga too. Is like when your students are on the mat, like people get really attached to their injuries because what would, what would happen if you didn't have that back pain and you could actually do the pose? Right. What would happen if you didn't have that shame and you could actually move forward with your project? What would happen if you didn't have that need to prove yourself and you could actually get rid of that toxic person and find a nourishing relationship instead? And people are afraid of that because when you really go for the good, there's the possibility of like losing it. Yeah. No. And so not everybody is ready to actually make a change. People will sit there and they will be really attached to their excuses. So if you're someone who's like, I don't want to make excuses anymore. I am, I am craving a change. I am ready for it. I am no longer willing to live in this way anymore. I'm no longer willing to hold myself back. You reach out to me. I know that's right. Like, <laughs> I hope you guys hear that and I'm not breaking your ears with it. You are like 5,000% correct on everything you said, but especially with people who want to reserve the right to hold on to their excuses and then be frustrated because they're not able to, to move past them and blame others because they're not moving forward in, in whichever way that is. That mm -hmm. is such like an amazingly interesting point. It's one of the- It's a lot of people. It's, it's oh a lot God. of people. It's and so when, many people. And when we work together, like when I work with clients, like we do deep work and the, the changes you make are profound and it is a paradigm shift. Yeah. And so if you are not ready to actually make that paradigm shift, if you want to kind of stay where you are, this isn't going to work. We're not going to be a good match because I'm going to like, I'm going to support you and inspire you and push you. But like, I'm going to push you. And if you're not ready to actually be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to step up for myself. I'm ready to take a stand. I'm ready to really clear this and create a shift and make the changes that I need to make yeah. that are hard to make and speak the truths that I need to speak that are hard to speak to myself and to others. If you're not ready for that, and I will help you in that process, of course. Exactly. But if you are, don't actually want to do that, then we're not going to be a good match. Yeah, and being okay with that. Like sometimes you come across people that are inspiring, that you admire, that on paper everything looks good, but when you get on the phone with them or connect with them, you do see that intuitively there's not the right connection. Maybe because it's not your time to dig into the layers or maybe because they're not the person 
for you. Like either way can work and everybody has to be okay with that. You have to be okay so that you don't take in a bunch of clients that are lowering your success rate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> because they weren't a good fit and they have to be okay so they don't start a process that they regret because they knew that they really weren't ready to do the work. I have mm -hmm. a, a friend, Dr. Brandy Ball and Rana, um, whose book, I think she just did a second re rendition of it actually. It's called Put in the Work. It's really that simple. Like you have to put in the work, but before you do it, you have to be willing to put in the work. Yes. Um, and I, I'm 100% in alignment with you. That's one of, you know how everyone says like create a, per a personal purpose and then your mission and vision. And, you know, and if you are a leader or a business owner, then you can have a mission and vision and purpose of your company, of your organization that supports your personal purpose. And I will stand by the fact that my personal and my company purpose is tied to equipping and empowering the willing like you have to be willing. Yes. Um, and part of it is because I know that I'm better at working with the willing than of, as though I'm really, really good. Just like, you know, that creative thing, you're really, really good at doing many things. I'm good at helping people push past all kinds of stuff, but that's not my best self. That's not even where I want to go to work and play every day is I got to keep pushing you to something that you said you wanted and you're resisting me. That means I'm doing more work in that effort process than you. So I, listen, I applaud you. And I, I totally am in alignment with that on so many levels. So I have to ask you before we come to a close, because you clearly you and I can have a whole nother podcast show and conversation. What do you do to take care of yourself? And, you know, literally unapologetically pause for you, because you're doing all this great work and you're expending such great energy, but it's still an expenditure either way you look at it. So how do you refuel and just take care of you to get ready to do great work the next day or the next week or the next hour? Like how does Kristen Iris take care of herself? The very first thing I do in my day is pause. Mm -hmm. I have a morning ritual. I call it a ritual because routine has a connotation of mindlessness and habit. Mm -hmm. And this is not about mindlessness. It's about being very mindful about how I'm starting my day and starting my day in a way that is really nourishing for me, nourishing for my creative process and nourishing for my work. Yeah. And so my morning ritual is three hours. I love it. And that is how I start my day. Um, and there are different elements to it, mm -hmm. but every day and, and to the point where if someone wants to do something in the morning or they need them in the morning, I'm like, I'm not available at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I have, like, I'm in physical therapy right now and they're like, okay, well we have a nine o'clock. I'm like, I'm not available until after 11. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not coming down here at nine o'clock because when I don't do my morning ritual, and this is actually something that this is something that's been new for 2018. Like I kind of started it in 2017. Mm -hmm. or I had some kind of a morning ritual. Um, but like 2018, I really, really cultivated this solid, like three hour. Yeah. Um, it started with two and a half hour and now it's more of a three hour practice. Mm -hmm. Um, that when I don't do it, my day is thrown off. Yeah. Like my day is thrown off. My focus is thrown off. My productivity is shot. Like I, I'm all over the place. I, I, it's really, really made that big of a difference for me. And so mm -hmm. I start my every day with a pause so that I can go into my every day in alignment with the, with what I'm building and the direction I'm going and how I want to feel because I want to feel nourished. I want to feel creative. And so when I start my day nourishing myself, that fuels everything else. 
I absolutely love that. It's very similar. Like, so I use the word power of routine uh, or, you know, ritual as well, but mine's is about two hours and hydration and, you know, you know, I'm a big hydrator, right? So hydration <laughs> and nourishing and stretching and breathing and praising and praying, like all of that is so important um, to get your mind in alignment. So I have to ask you as a part of your up, you know, work, literally your up work, not the freelance out, out, um, the freelance um, support system, upwork.com, not that kind of upwork, but for your unapologetic pause work that you do for yourself in the morning, is there something you would recommend within that window, even if they don't have the three hours that we have as entrepreneurs, would you, would you recommend something specific that people try as a part of their new unapologetic pause? I think it's important to find something that fits you, but mm -hmm. there is something that I would definitely recommend, which is getting, getting into your vision of what you are creating for yourself mm. and for your life. Like I, I have a, a visualization practice of like really getting focused on my future. And, um, in terms of the, like I refresh it about every week, like mm -hmm. writing it down, spending more time, like really sitting in that vision. But every day I set my timer for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm going to pause. We're going to go back. Every day I do what I call a brain dump, which mm -hmm. is I take my journal, I set my, my timer for 15 minutes, and I just write mm -hmm. whatever comes up just to clear my head. Because I'm a big thinker. <laughs> I'm an overthinker. I'm a, let me analyze it to death. Mm -hmm. let, me think, let, me, let me think it to death a little bit. Like, so I do a brain dump. I would definitely recommend the brain dump because it clears your head. Mm -hmm. Even if you do it for like, 10 minutes or seven minutes doing the brain dump. And then after that, even if you're just taking five minutes to close your eyes, take some deep breaths and really sit in your vision for what you are creating. That could be a month in the future. It could be a week in the future. It could be 10 years in the future, but sit in it as if, imagine it as if it is the case right now. Yeah. You are experiencing it right now in present tense. How are you feeling? What are you doing? What are you wearing? Who are you talking to? What kind of relationships you have? What's your life like? What are you, know, what are your projects? Like all the things of your, of your future that you can imagine yeah. and be present with it for that five minutes because that tuning into that vision of what it is that you want to create helps you to align your thoughts, your actions, your decisions throughout the day in that direction. I love it. There's, um, you know, again, probably because you've been listening to shows or, or watching me, you know, I'm always thinking in mnemonics and putting things in all kinds of weird, quirky acronyms like B3, building business with balance or P2P, permission to pause and just all kinds of things, right? Mm -hmm. So as you were talking, I was like, yeah, it's like a dump. Um, instead of a dump, it's a dump. So there's an M that we're missing, Kristen. We have to figure it out. You said, <laughs> do, do the brain dump. That was the D. Um, <laughs> literally take, take the time to pause and then be present. So there's something we're missing so we can make it something that's memorable, but we'll figure it out together and then we'll put it in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's like, figure that out. Okay. It's like a new acronym. And of course I know you're a yoga specialist and expert. So there's probably some movement in there as well. So maybe that's the M that we're looking for. Like do a dump every morning, do the brain dump, <laughs> unapologetically pause, get some movement and then be present. Like maybe that's the dump. 
um, I don't know, we'll, you and I will play around with it a little bit, but I think it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it out. a really good phrase. That is powerful. So tell everyone, Kristen Iris, how can they connect with you? And I know you have something special for oh, Balance Bowley listeners. <laughs> so uh, my website is kristeniris.com. You can explore me there. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Kristen Iris. And on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel where I do live streams. I do um, anything from like humorous videos to social commentary to um, helpful videos for creatives to mm-hmm. even like little short films or more creative pieces, which I'm going to be doing more of. Um, that's a really long link, but the short link is bit.ly slash KI YouTube uh, that you can go and check me out there. And then I have a free a freebie for you guys, which is a free video and workbook guide called Unblock Your Dream Life, which is really on par with everything we've been talking about today. And it's not just unblocking that big vision of your dream life, but any aspect of your life, whether it is a single creative project, whether it is um, an issue you're having in a relationship, whether it is a particular endeavor or anything else this workbook in video, like the video really guides you through the workbook, which is like some added examples and things, but it's really going to help you to look at those surface thoughts and then digging deeper down into what are the beliefs that you hold about this and then digging deeper down underneath that into like, where did this come from? (laughs) So that you're going into peeling away some of those layers um, not as not as deep as we could get working together because I guide you through that, but it'll help you get a deeper idea of what's going on where your key influences are so that you know what needs to be cleared, healed, or shifted to open up your pathway to whatever it is that you're focusing on. And it's a workbook that you can use over and over for different things. If you have another endeavor or something else that comes up with blocks, go on back through, work through those exercises and clear that stuff out. I absolutely love that. And I'm excited about your group that for listeners that are listening in right now, you may or may not, depending on where you're tuning in. And of course, we market the amazingness of this podcast for like nine months plus forever. But Kristen Iris runs these little, um, and I say little because they're intimate, not to be demeaning, but intimate group. <laughs> um, similar, like my incubators are always intimate as a, as a opposed to the accelerators or much, much larger groups. But she runs these smaller groups so she can give you the time and space that you need to be honest about what's happening with you and your limiting beliefs. Um, And part of the way to get familiar not only with yourself and her is to be a part of the process and start to invest in yourself. So that's something I don't typically give plugs like that for anybody and you guys know that if you've been listening to this show for a long time you already know that but I am 100% in alignment with what this young lady is teaching what she's doing you know I call everyone young lady like you could be <laughs> my, my great-grandmother and you still be a young lady to me that's my old school coming out but I advise you and encourage you and empower you to not sit in stagnation but shake the shame that's blocking you and holding you back right now and move towards action even if you just start with doing the workbook and figuring out the figure outables from that small component and then go a little deeper and go a little further with her I'm in complete alignment with that so Kristen I thank you for that thank you oh and you can get the the video and workbook at kristeniris.com slash balance boldly that's 
special for you guys. Special link. We got a pretty link, y'all. We got a pretty link. <laughs> um, Kristen, you've been amazing. I have to thank you so much for honoring us today with your presence, with your value, with your story, with your time, with your tips, with your techniques. I really thank you. More importantly, for your boldness and just reaching out to make this connection happen so we weren't just kind of watching each other on IG. So I really want to say that I appreciate you and I'm thankful and I know the listeners are as well. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for, you know, welcoming, welcoming me onto the podcast. When I got your email response, I was like, yes, awesome. Let's do this. <laughs> I was really excited because I had been following you and I'd been listening to podcasts and like, from the beginning of me listening to the podcast, I was like, ooh, I want to be on this podcast. <laughs> that is so So cool. I think I started with that and then found you on Instagram and started following you on Instagram. That is so exciting and so awesome. Look at the power of tools. Like, don't get me started. That's a whole nother. We can do a, sep a separate show on that for sure. Um, I know. We talk I, about social media like, oh, it's yeah. separating people and people are getting dis And I think that's true. Mm -hmm. But I've made some really, really profound connections with people that I met online. I 100% agree with that. There are two people in particular that I would have never met if it wasn't for social media. And they're, they are in my life and will be in my life for as long as God allows them, like forever, ever, ever. So I completely agree with you there. You're, you're speaking my language and you're powerful, girl. You're powerful, which is amazing. So I want to thank you. I don't want you to go anywhere yet, but I want to okay. thank you for being a part of the show. So you stay right there. Balance boldly. Oh, you dreamers and leaders and doers. I am so excited to always have you as a part of everything that we do. We're taking your time and listening, whether you're in the car or on a run or doing some kind of movement and building momentum. I'm just so grateful that you slowed down and paused to take time to really, you know, seed in all of the things that we're giving, receive all the, the positive seeds that we're planting in your life and your relationships and your business, however you're deciding to use them to help you get unstuck and grow and move forward. Of course, I always implore you that if you like what you hear, subscribe, rate, I have to highlight that, rate it, rate it, rate it, and make sure you share this podcast to help us ensure that the bold and brave have access to these valuable balanced tools because you know your balance is literally tied to your brilliance so let's get everybody balanced so they can release all of their inner brilliance i have to you know sign off in our traditional way with a little gentle gentle honesty and kristen said so many things y'all like she said so many things that were just like oh like yeah like i'm giving all kinds of virtual high fives like tell it tell it tell it right here in this like little virtual kitchen conversation space that we have like which of course you know i stand by live by love but I had to narrow it down to one phrase, a little gentle honesty from Kristen Iris. <laughs> Amplify your voice by showing up and standing in your truth. Hashtag boom. Okay. Um, that was amazing. And again, there were so many profound things, but I think if you remembered only one kind of major takeaway besides that, you know, nomenclature, you know, acronym that I was trying to make up with dump at the end, <laughs> make sure you know to amplify your voice by showing up, which is super important, and standing in your truth. Of course, I want to continue the conversation on Twitter, IG, and FB. I'm at Balance Boldly on all of those three social media platforms, and I am actually the one responding, not someone from my team, so feel free to reach out. Um, 
be engaged, get in the conversation, you know, or get blocked, whatever you choose. Um, I'm open <laughs> depending on what the conversation is. You know, I'm all about being gentle and honest, y'all. Um, so leaving with you with that, if you're not already a member, make sure that you join us for the community of investors who have decided to see it for themselves and balance boldly by maximizing their potential and their profits. Come over to the dreamersblueprint.com. We had a few things that we wanted to tweak and make it really high level, some really exciting things. So we like launched it and pulled it back and was like, wait, we have some things to do with it. And in the meantime, we were accelerating other businesses, which has been incredibly exciting. So if you're not already a part, that's, I'm just telling you, 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 you need to get in the door. That's all I'll say with that. Remember to follow me at Balance Boldly. And of course, until next time, enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.